Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Lombardi Line, and we remember today, of course, America remembers 20th anniversary since the attacks on America. I can't believe, again, as we open up the second hour here, the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Uh, Michael and I were just discussing before we get to the bottom 10 and head to the basement. Uh, that, to me, the passing of time is just the reminder today is really the biggest takeaway. It's just the passing of time and as we commemorate those brave men and women. Yeah, I mean, something as tragic as happened 20 years ago is something that you, we will never forget. 40 years from now, it's still going to have the same impact on our lives. And, you know, I think that as we rem as we go back over these past 20 years, I think it's the, the, the rememory of what we saw, what we all witnessed, the shock, and how we lost so many people, so many brave people that walked into that building knowing that they may now walk out is truly, truly touching and it's something that'll always impact my life. Like I said, when I walk on that boardwalk in Ocean City, I think 9-11 almost all the time. Not a day that goes by you don't think of it. Inexplicable, but indelible. Uh, the mark left on our minds and hearts. Um, okay, so we move ahead and not out of disrespect, but we keep the show going and we're gonna head to the basement and we're going to bring up yeah. the bottom and you know what's fascinating about this as oh steph brought me a present that's not mine but you see that uh, oh you mass up let me look they, they're the number one team in the basement and well deserved too i mean i wanted to put yukon there uh you know yukon randy etzel retired at the end of the year they finally said randy get out of here you know like let's you know 
like that program can get better at UConn than what it is. New Mexico State, obviously, Akron, Old Dominion's tough, Louisiana Monroe. UNLV's a 33-point dog to Arizona State. I, 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 the reason we're doing this basement is simply because, simply because we we feel like the market really can't get it bad <laughs> enough. Right. They know? can't. And they so, can't conceptualize how to set a number for these teams that are so bad. I mean, when UNLV loses to Eastern Washington. You know, I mean, and they're only a 33-point dog to, you know, like, seriously. Like, how is that? You know, I mean, you know, this might be a thought. I don't know. I'm not a betting man. I give advice, but I don't do the betting. But you might want to take all these teams in this bottom 10 and tease the number down. It might be worth it. They're three or four. Pick three or four of them. Take, take, uh, take UNLV. I mean, take Arizona. Tease that down. Pick three teams. And then just tease it down and, and get a better number. Well, it might work. My favorite matchup of the day, we yeah. have a bottom 10 matchup. Temple at Akron. You've got the number 10 team in Michael's basement in Temple. Lane, six and a half. Well, open six and a half. I'm seeing a couple of sevens pop up. At I would Akron. take Temple here. I would take Temple here. I, I would. T- I know Temple got routed by Rutgers, who I love today against Syracuse. Don't let's forget to talk about that game. Okay. I love Rutgers, the Scarlet Knights against Syracuse. I know they Syracuse won against Ohio's the University of Ohio, but I love Rutgers today. One of my picks. But I I, I got to think Temple against Akron. This should be they should be better than a touchdown favorite in this game. I, I do think that. I think when you get a bottom ten, they can, I don't think they're going to get this number right. I really don't. That one, I'm glad you, I'm going to put a pin in Rutgers and Syracuse. We'll come right back to that in a couple of minutes. The rest of the bottom 10, you take a look. Yeah, UConn, let's focus on UConn for a second. We were just having fun with John. We were talking about, I mean, it's a team that literally can't score points, and they do have problems preventing the other team from scoring points. That's that's a bad formula. Yeah, that is a bad formula. But look, and and they host Perdon. They've got Purdue in there today. I mean, you know, and Purdue won't. I mean, and, and let's let's see here. Let me look at this line. Purdue's a 34 and a half point favorite. Now, here's what you do. Worry. I'm tempted. I mean, if you Patrick, if you do a three game teaser, right? You how many do you get? Ten points on a three game teaser? You, get, you can buy up to ten. General is six. General is six, so it cost you more. If you went six down, if you took if you took Purdue at 28, right? Yeah. And then you took UNLV and got them down to 27, you know, and then you took Temple and a pick em. I mean, look, only bet as much as you're willing to win. <laughs> the the UConn number, let's, let me give you this. So the one thing, and it's an angle that a lot of pros will lean on, and that is the first week bounce. And the first week bounce would be Edsel gets blown out. It's not a very good team, but they play above their skis because they've got a guy they want to impress. There maybe there's some new energy in the building. I don't know if you put much credence into UConn today with the new coach. I think the building of the program has been bad. I think the recruiting has been bad. I think everything has been bad. I think they need somebody to walk into that place and say, here's how we got to rebuild this program. And I don't think you can do that and turn that around in just a matter of moments. Do I think there'll be an uplift? I'm sure there probably will be. But they're playing a Big Ten school here. I mean, you know, they went all the way out. Um, and I think Fresno State didn't do anything in the first quarter against UConn and still covered. That's 100% true. The... Can you talk to me how this is possible? I believe this is Randy Etzel had a run at UConn before he went to Maryland, which is incredible. He's in a fiesta bowl. How does it go so well? 
at stores, and then he comes back, and it's just a debacle. I think because you lose sight of what got you there, right? You got to be able to recruit and you got to have a lot of energy in recruiting and you've got to adapt to the way the times are changing in recruiting, right? You've got to be on top of it and you've got to be really understand what are you selling with your program? Like if you're at the University of Arizona, you're Jed Fish, you're selling, hey, I'm going to coach quarterbacks that are going to play in the pros. I'm selling that. Then all of a sudden, you bring that together. That's your sales point. you got to have a selling point to bring a program together. And, you know, bringing Etzel back, that's a remember when. Well, we won with that, so he'll come that's back. Right. But it's changed. And if you don't keep up on the change in college, the way the kids are being recruited, how they handle it, it's challenging. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I just see Bill's 14-year-old daughter. I mean, it's like you're dealing with different types of kids when five years go by. It's like 50 went by. And you got to be able to adapt to that. Now, look, some of these programs, I mean, Louisiana Monroe with Terry Bowden, they're trying to rebuild the program, okay? So that's going to take – same thing with Old Dominion, you know, and, and Randy Ron is trying to rebuild his program there. So I, I think it's taken some time. But some of these programs, since I've been in, in sports, I mean, New Mexico State, really, have they ever been a good program? You know, it's been really hard. UMass, UMass made a coaching change two years ago, and this is really, I'll just do respect to, uh, to Steph, but it's really a bad program. Yeah, well, let's just represent one more, one more time. She's, she said she's aware. Uh, one more time we'll represent before we move on. Shout to UMass. There it is. It's a, you know what? It's kind of a trifling color, too. Not a big, yeah. is that burgundy? Not a burgundy, huge, yeah. Not a huge fan of that. Get that, get that thing the hell out of here. Uh, let, let's transition to a game you mentioned. I'm thrilled to get your take on this. So Syracuse Rutgers, okay? This is a fascinating game because Syracuse pulled off one of its most surprising wins in a long time. It went to Ohio and ran for 300 yards. Both run games are going to work here. And, of course, Rutgers obliterated Temple, Michael. This is, yeah. uh, this is an interesting matchup. I'll get you the number. There it is. Rutgers laying two and a half at Syracuse. Yeah, now, look, we know they're playing in the Carrier Dome, and this is a little nugget. I don't think they have air conditioned yet in the Carrier Dome, believe that or not, okay? I know that's shocking to most people because when you hear the word Carrier Dome, you think of air condition, right? They don't have it. So it'll be a hot and humid day inside that dome, and that, that usually pro is problematic for visiting teams when they play up there in September, especially if the heat – but this is a day game, you know, so maybe it won't be – the humidity won't be as bad. It's not as bad here on, in, in New Jersey. So, But I think this Rutgers team has turned the corner a little bit under Greg Ciano. I mean, they scored 61 points against a bad Temple team. They gave up 14. And, you know, I mean, look, they're going to be able to move the football. They're not going to make mistakes. They're going to play really good situational football. I like Rutgers this game. I like that. I think this line's a little light. I thought it should be about a four-point game. I think it's, it, it is a good play for Rutgers here today. Five takeaways, plus five in the turnover margin as well for Rutgers. Josh just texts us, you're sharp here because Rutgers opened one and a half. It's been bet up to two and a half. So Scarlet Knight's getting bet. Shot to James Gandolfini. I mean, when, can, when is Josh going to acknowledge that uh -oh. we're all sharp? We're all sharps here. Like, we're all sharps. There's, like, like the, there's no hidden Look sharp. There's no guy in a black jacket somewhere. We're all sharp. We're all doing the same research. Like, uh, I mean, you know, we're all doing the. I'm watching the tape. Like, I, I promise you, you give me a sharp guy, bring him in here. We'll watch tape together. We'll see who's sharper. I promise you. Let's do it. <laughs> Josh. I mean, let's do it. That's one S word from Josh Applebaum today. If you say the other S word, there's going to be drama, Applebaum. He's sharp. Yeah, I mean, sharp. I mean, who's sharp? I want. I 
think we should all wear the S's on our chest. Like, I'm sharp. I'm sure. Will Hill's sharp. Matty Humans is sharp. JVT sharp. JVT? Who else do you want me to cover? Uh, Patrick, Mitch Moss is Patrick sharp. Maher. Mitch Moss. Patrick Maher is completely sharp. Yeah. We're all sharps. Yeah. I like Rutgers today. Matty Humans likes Rutgers today, too. I saw it in the guide. I was like, oh, yeah, Matty Humans is sharp. You wear the S on your chest. I'm going to wear the U. Unsharp, <laughs> <laughs> unsharp, or oh, okay. I, my go. favorite part about the Apple Bomb stuff is like I can see him in the. He's laughing in the monitor, but he can't respond, and that's the best part about it. It's it really the best is. part. Yes, it's, it it's, is. It really so Rutgers and Shadow's a big time coach, man. I mean, the, you know, Shadow's the a defensive coordinator, coach. the Ash that was brought in Ohio State, he just was in over his skis. Shadow comes in, and immediately the program's different. And look, he's got a lot of seniors, like his offensive line is senior, juniors and transfers. He's rebuilt the program. The transfer portal has allowed him to rebuild this program. And defensively is where he gains an advantage with that cocked nose where he's able to turn the nose and he understands how to play and take away teams' run games. I think he's a really good coach. I think at Tennessee, it was a huge loss for what the Tennessee, what social media did to him and keeping him from being the head coach of Tennessee because – you know, all those geniuses that kept him out of Tennessee, right? How they how'd that work out for you? That's right. By the way, I'm not trying to tell Syracuse how to run the carrier dome, but you can go to Best Buy and get one of those window units, the air conditioner, for like 50 bucks. Now, it may not cool down the whole carrier dome, but a window unit's cheap air conditioning. Uh, Look yeah, into it. I, I think about it. It might help. <laughs> Potentially could help. Stanford, USC. Let's go back to the Pac-12 coming up next here. Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. We're all sharp. It took Michael like 10 times to get to my name. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then those. Never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. 
Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is kid-safe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. It's the best. You're going to love it. Up to $1,000 deposit match. So, again, uh, the code is Vegas1000. Don't forget to use that. Vegas1000, vston.com slash horses. You got the good hay, bad hay indicator over at ExpressBet. Check it out, Vegas1000. Lombardi line. I think we hmm? the, the code should really be vston.com slash hay. It should be. <laughs> I, I got to see if we could talk to Bill AD about that. Like, we got to put hay in there. Yeah, because I think it's we all, should. It's all about the hay. I mean, it's all, you know, we talk about it in athletes at Brady's avocado ice cream, you know, good avocado hay. I mean, it all kind of comes together, Patrick. Have you ever tried avocado ice cream? No, I had pistachio ice cream from this Italian restaurant the other night. It was absolutely fabulous. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I mean, the pistachios came from Sicily. It was really good. It was outstanding. I'm not one to pry, but who, who just called you? Uh, <laughs> you can you can make it you can make it up. You can, come on, you, you're quick. Nobody's quick around their feet. Uh, that was Mick, my son. I'll just say that. How's that? No. Yeah. Okay. Shout to Mick. Shout to Matt. Shout to the whole crew. Dominic. Is Virginia is Virginia up 14 to nothing on Illinois today already? Is that my am I seeing that correctly in the first quarter? Yes, you are. You are, oh, dang it. We didn't talk. I loved Virginia today. I love Illinois, you know, that win over Scott Frost, Nebraska, and then they go. They were the perfect team to play the next week against them, you know, and then now they're up at Virginia. I think Virginia is sneaky good, Patrick. I think Virginia is sneaky Mendehal, good. Not, he's done a good job with that program. He's sneaky good program he's got going there. You know, he came from BYU. He's laid down the foundation. They're starting to get better facilities. How come that game kicked off so early? Why didn't somebody tell us this? It, I mean, come on. And, and it dipped. It got up to 10 and a half. I was a little surprised by how heavy the number was. Just, But, again, maybe you can talk about this a little bit, where you take what we've seen from Illinois, there's new juice in the program, but you don't want to overreact. 
Yeah, I mean, look, just by, you know, beating, let's face it, beating, uh, uh, you know, beating a bad Nebraska team doesn't make you very good. And, you know, this Brennan Armstrong, this redshirt junior that they have a quarterback at Virginia is a good player. I mean, he's a good player. And they've got skill on the outside. I mean, this is a well-coached, defensive-oriented team that when they get play from their quarterback like they did with Bryce Perkins years a couple years ago, I mean, they can be very good. I was ve- The hire surprised me. When it did. It, when men, like, it didn't make any sense. I mean, he's Mormon. None. It was weird, but then it's really, he's a good football coach. That program yeah. was in disarray. It really was. But look, if you've, if you've ever been to Charlottesville, you know, it's one of the most beautiful places in the country. Hard school to get into. Uh, they can get athletes in. They've got the Tidewater Basin area to the east, so they can go get great skilled players in North Carolina, and then they've got the mountains where they are. That's a great recruiting place. It's a great program. They should be a really good team in the ACC, uh, but, you know, they, they had that lull. But I think Mendenhall has them back now. Let's talk uh, USC. If we you don't can talk mind. about anything hey, you thanks, want. Hey, thanks, Patty. I love it. I love it. When it's you your show. You. It's your show. Whatever you need me to talk about. You're just hanging out. I appreciate I'm you. Just hang- out I appreciate you I'm just hanging out here. I'm just. So the, the Trojan, Stanford Cardinal. That's yep, exactly. And USC's had trouble with Stanford. They open up their Pac-12 schedule today <laughs> the, at USC. Now, here's what's interesting. They were sloppy USC last week, but they beat a good San Jose State football team. The Spartans are a good yeah. team. So we start there. They still they still can't get a 100-yard rusher, which always shocks me with USC. You see the number. They're laying 17 and a half. But I do think, like, defensively, I saw a promise from the this USC team. Let's get your first, your purview on this team, on this game as we started off. Well, I, I think there's certain times in certain programs that you have to really evaluate. And I think that ultimately at times Stanford's program is going to have the highs and the lows, right? They're going to, and it's all because of their recruiting. It's all because of, you know, how their recruiting class gets indoctrinated. It's a hard school. They have to recruit almost four years out, you know, and so it's very challenging. And I think when you look at Stanford offensively, they, they couldn't put any points on the board last week. And, you know, they are not on the same level at SC. They're kind of slide away. Last year they lost 45 to 20. You know, Stanford won 17 to three the year before. They're, over the last 10 games, they've split five and five. However, that being said, I think this is two year, this year, this, specifically this year, this program's moving away. I think a little bit from Stanford, and I think USC, and I think that's why that line is so strong. You know, and I think it's the right line. I think it's so strong in that direction. And, and by the way, so there's a change here, David Shaw. The Jack West audition didn't go well at Kansas State where they got pummeled. So Tanner McKee is the new starter at quarterback for Stanford. He was coming out of high school. He was a big deal out of the state of California. I believe he went on a mission, the Mormon mission in like Brazil. So he's there's been a couple of years in between with the gap, but he was a big time recruit. So Tanner McKee under center for the Cardinal today. See if they can switch something up here. But USC to me... It's in a, Stanford couldn't run the ball against Kansas State either. The USC is going to have to get a, a, a run game going if they want to be legit. I mean, they're ranked. It's Helton's seventh season. We know they can sling it with Kadon Slovis, but they, they've got to be able to run the football. And I think a little bit of the problem with Stanford is if they can't run the ball and do their play action, they're just not going to come out in 5-0 protection and just throw the ball over a lot. That's not who David Shaw is. But they've got so many young players in their offensive line. You know, they are truly all sophomore-based. They've got a couple juniors in their line, and that really affects them. 
and that affects the quarterback, and that kind of breaks them down where they are. This is a team that needs to have a recruiting class that can build on and then they become good. They're never going to be like Northwestern. We talked about this last week. Northwestern will have a peak, go down, come back again, go back down. They're never going to be able to sustain it because it's so hard in recruiting. Stanford's not concerned about the 17, and I can remember a game where they beat USC outright as a 41-point dog. So this is, you know, David Shaw has had success against USC, and again, USC's a little top-heavy with their talent, and Helton, I mean, you said last week, which kind of, it was funny, but it's true. You said there needs to be a 30 for 30 on the Helton tenure as head How coach. he's kept because, his job, I mean. Because Sarkeesian went nuts, and Helton was the adult in the room, and he came and he calmed the program down. But people, I mean, it is not the vibe at the US, around the USC program because of the head coach isn't good right now. He's always a day away from getting fired. I mean, it's just always that case. And I mean, you know, look, and if he lose, trust me, if he loses today to Stanford when he's a 17 and a half point favorite, which I don't think he is, but he's going to lose at some point. He's going to stub his toe against Washington or whomever they play. And then it's going to be, then we're going to see the, 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 the Clay Helton come get fired room talk conversation. You're 100% right. There's a game I wanted to touch on, if we can, and that's Pittsburgh, Tennessee. Joe, oh, Mil- yeah. Joe Milton's probable. It looks like he's going to play. Um, get your initial thoughts here. We'll throw up the number. I'm just grabbing it right now. Pittsburgh, USC. Uh, excuse me. That was Pittsburgh, three, Tennessee. Wasn't it? This number has jumped up to four. So Pittsburgh's laying yeah. four on the road at Tennessee. Tennessee was not impressive week one. No, no, and I and I think that's I and I think it's a little light here. I I kind of my initial reaction was it was a little light. I I did not think that Tennessee looked all that good, you know, in in trying to cover in the opening game, and you know, and it was a game that they should have easily covered. So, you know, Pittsburgh, more of a veteran team, run the football. I I, I kind of thought this line was a little light, Patrick. Uh, Kenny Pickett has been there forever. They have a distinct advantage. He does, at, he has, he does seem like he's been there. Has he been talking about Pickett forever? Yeah. They have a distinct I mean, advantage at quarterback. He he. he I, I, it's funny when we were talking Texas A&M earlier. I wanted to kind of joke that I expect Kellen Mond to be under center because yeah. he's feels like he was there forever. Kenny Pickett's been there for Pat Narduzzi forever. Yeah, he really has. And, and you know, they, this is a really senior-based team at Pitt. I mean, they've got a bunch of seniors in their offensive line. And obviously with the senior quarterback, I mean, this is a team that, you know, I, I think this is their moment. They go down in there. I, I, I think Tennessee's in a rebuilding mold, and I think they, they'll have a harder time. I didn't see the explosiveness in Tennessee's offense that I thought I would see under Josh Heupel coming in from Central Florida and running all that spread stuff. I, I, I really didn't think that they would. I thought they would be a better uh, passing team than I thought they than, I, than they displayed in that first game. And Narduzzi, always a good de- his defense is a superior unit. What I will say is they're a little bit more explosive offensively this year. Pitt had six or seven receivers that caught 20 balls or more last year. So this is, again, it it really comes back to Tennessee on this cap for me and why I thought it was a little light as well, because Tennessee just did not, they won by 28 last week. They did not look good. They did not, they did not look explosive. I think that's what the word we're looking for. Although this Tyron Evans kid, the kid they got from Hutchinson junior college, he looked really good. They shared the duties with, with, uh, I think it was Wright, Jalen Wright. I mean, they both were, were back at four, two young players. I mean, Tennessee should have a better program, and I think maybe Hypel will get them there. There was a game. Oh, Florida, South Florida. Can we come back and talk about Florida, South Florida? We didn't touch on Florida uh, that, last that's week. The, that's the one Thomas Gable wants to talk about, too. Thomas has got oh, some gee. games. Army starting quarterback is out for the game today as well. 
You look at you, the breaking. What am I here for? If you're going to break all the news, I, I, hey, I'm just, no hey, I'm just trying. I'm trying to do my part. You know, I'm trying to do. I'm trying to. I, I mean, Carl Johnson is out. Basically, destroyed all of us with his one tip today. He came in and he nuclear bombed us on that tip. So <laughs> he did. just trying to rally back. That's Ed all. Ogeron's son starting at McNeese State was just a bomb from Carl and Johnson. Mrs. Ogeron is calling the defense. When we yes. come back, we'll get into that. Thomas Florida Gable. Matchup. Thomas Gable. TGZ's in the house here, Lombardi Line on a Saturday presented by BetMGM. Come on back, Thomas Gable from the Borgata. Times here at VSIN, a new lineup. We're going to expand to 21 hours of live programming every weekday, as well as additional shows on the weekend. So here's what we're doing. Shout to Stormy. Added new personalities to our existing world-class team, Michael Lombardi, including former professional athletes, sports media vets, and of course, strategic sports bettors. Visit vsin.com to see our new lineup and meet our talent and make this your best football betting season ever as we welcome you back here on the Lombardi line. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. It's filling up behind me. You can see in the camera as we yeah. head out to the Borgata, Michael Lombardi with our man, Jeezy. Did we change the call letters to VEASAN to Stormy? I mean, because it is her network now, right? S-T-R-M-Y. Yeah, that's right. I thought that's so. It's it's cool. I, hope, yeah, I, like I hope both of us are able to get on our show, My Girls in the Desert. I mean, how about that? She, she's got the desert corner. <laughs> that's been Stephanie loved that, that joke. My girl, no, we're excited. Femi, you heard Femi with uh, Amal earlier Love today. Femi. So yeah. we got the whole Femi, Stormy. We got a little, we got a little rhyming thing going on. We got, we got my on. man TG. We got, we hey, got to get this Army. What's cracking, We got to get this Army game in because what they kick it a yeah, little Yeah, they're, they're kicking, yeah, right now, actually. Oh, yeah. shoot. Western Kentucky and Army, Army Lang six. It was four and a half though, right? It was, uh, so this actually got as high as seven at one point. Oh, so it, it got as high as seven. Okay. It opened at five and a half, Army Lang five and a half. Uh, totals 52 in this. Western Kentucky played uh, UT Martin, which they won 59-21, their uh, season opener there. Obviously, this will come down to the Hilltoppers being able to stop the, the Army run run game, which is much different than what Western right. Kentucky saw last week out of UT Martin. Uh, thing with that was impressive with the Army's win, they're converting on third down. I mean, yeah. they converted at a really high rate on third down last week there against Georgia State. Um, we're seeing a, this is a good two-way action on this game, a lot of action actually written on this yeah. game uh, on both sides. So I, I think... There's going to be a lot of emotion there at West Point today. No doubt. And and Tyler, Tyler, the quarterback, is this junior quarterback is not playing for Army. And it'll be, I think it'll be Christian Anderson. So, I mean, Army's making a change. But like Thomas said, this game's going to kick. And there's been a lot of movement towards Army in this game. So, we'll see how it plays well, out. Well, you can go to your app if it did kick and go in-game. And you can take the advice right. from Thomas and get involved right now. Hey, Washington, Michigan, which way is that being bet today at the big house? Yeah, Michigan uh, laying six and a half here. So, obviously, last week, Washington lost yeah. to their FCS opponent, Montana, uh, as 23-point favorites. So, uh, <laughs> lost 13-7. Montana exposed Washington's offense, really, for their inexperience and them being susceptible to turning the ball over. Michigan played pretty solid defense last week against Western Michigan. Uh, 
outside of Washington's secondary, which is their strength on defense, you have to worry about their their edge uh, on defense, pass rush. Uh, Montana was able to run against that. Um, Michigan should be a team that can rush the ball. They they have size. They're strong, experienced linemen on the offensive line, and uh, their running backs can play physical. So. Michael, are you expecting a bounce-back spot here for Washington going against yeah, I think so. Michigan in the big house in prime time? I think so. And then without Ronnie Bell, the great wide receiver, yep. you know, I think that really hurts them. And yep. Michigan, you know, they've got to rely on Cade McNamara to be able to to, to, to kind of get them into the right play. I, I thought Michigan was impressive. I thought they did a really good job against a good Western Michigan team. Yes. I don't think that was a bad win at all. I think that was, that was a game that they typically would have struggled with in the past. Remember when App State goes in there and beats them? So this has got to be a bounce back for I think Washington's getting really disrespected as well. They should based on yes. losing to Montana. Right. But I think this will be the best game Washington has because if Washington comes out of the big house as another loss, it's going to be a long year it's for, for them up there in Seattle. This one's interesting. Shout the barbershop, Mike. Notre Dame. Are the, oh, ro are, Toledo, are the, the, are the Rockets in. Are the Rockets getting bet, TG? So there's a lot of interest on Toledo <laughs> in this game. There really is. It's yeah. fascinating. I, I, so Notre Dame's laying 17 in this spot today. Uh, total is 55 and a half right now. Toledo will play multiple quarterbacks, but redshirt freshman Carter Bradley, he's going to uh, play the majority of the snaps like he did last week against Norfolk State. Uh, he went 8 for 12 for 183 yards last week and a TD. But, yeah, a lot of people liking Toledo in this spot. I just feel like there's going to be a lot of mismatches here that Notre Dame can exploit on the offensive end. Um, the offensive line obviously needs to play better and uh, step up the rushing attack. But Jack Cohn looked very, very good last week against yeah. Florida State. So uh, defensively, Notre Dame, I think they still need to develop their new scheme there with the new coordinator at, at, um, at Notre Dame. But, yeah, uh, right now we're going to probably need Notre Dame to cover. That's unbelievable. The Rockets, the, I call them the Mud Hens because that's the baseball yeah, that's team. The but, Tigers, but, but, AAA affiliate. Yeah, I know, but it's great. I mean, look. I think there's got to be a little bit of a residual effect of the exhaustion of playing down on Monday night, coming back on Saturday for these kids at Notre Dame against a team that's one of the better teams in the MAC, right? I mean, they're one of the better yep. teams in the MAC. They they scored 41 good points program. last week. They're a good program. I mean, this is not going to be a, a, an easy game for Notre Dame, and it shouldn't be because I think there's a lot of of emotional that win, that that great win that they had last week, and I think that is Notre Dame is one in four against the spread the last five games. Toledo's four and one against the spread in the last five games. This is classic. We talk about look ahead spots, a lot of look ahead spots with the being a light schedule this week. This is a classic letdown spot. You come off the, uh, the edge of playing in primetime kids know when they're the only game on TV. That was Notre Dame last week. You come back, you take on Toledo and there you see Toledo getting bet. Kayvon Thibodeau is out Thomas Gable for Oregon. What's going on with the number there at, at Ohio state? Yeah. Uh, Right now, Ohio State laying 14 and a half here. Um, tickets are split almost 50-50 exactly here uh, on this. So probably have the right number there, 14 and a half. Total is 64 and a half. A little bit more money here right now on Ohio State. But 
I, I think uh, the 14 and a half with that hook. Be careful of that hook, though, on the 14. Uh, yes. And now we, we have it at 15. You have it at 14. I think I think you got to take Oregon at that 15 number. I think that once you get past, I mean, if Oregon program is two touchdowns worse than a Big Ten program, Phil Knight's not going to be happy. Right. I, I mean, that's just not what this program's about. I know they don't have Thibodeau in the game, uh, but I mean, the reality of it is, is they've got to be able to stay close. And oh, look, I didn't think Ohio State Thomas was great on defense last week. I thought Minnesota was able to run the ball. When they were healthy, they could run the football. That was the key, when they were healthy. Yeah, they yeah were healthy. Ibrahim, before Ibrahim got injured, they were running all, Minnesota yes, was running were. the football all over Ohio State, and Ohio State has a great defensive front, so they were pushing them back. I, I, or This is a very interesting game, uh, and the, the, you're not going to lose the hook, and as Michael just said, we just went to 15, and Thomas is sitting at 14 and a half at the horseshoe. TG, um, as a native New Jerseyan, 20 years ago today, what does it mean to you? Uh, I just remember I actually had just started in this industry um, literally the summer before uh, 9-11. So I, I remember going into work that day and um, just the uh, so much unknown happening at the time. Uh, I remember working the swing shift there at, at the Sands, which doesn't stand here anymore in Atlantic City, but I was at the Sands at the time, and it was uh, – just a surreal experience. You didn't really know what was what was happening, and uh, people were confused, and there was all sorts of um, police presence everywhere. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, just uh, your hearts go out to all the families that were affected yep. by this, um, and not only the victims, but also the people, uh, the responders, the first responders that uh, um, went in there and, and showed how courageous and brave that they were. So, uh, I, I mean. Words don't do it justice for the individuals who responded to that and um, also obviously suffered long-term consequences, if not losing their lives that day as well. Yeah, I think the one thing we all know, Thomas, is that one day to honor what happened is not enough. Right. So we honor it every single day of our lives because it's part of our lives every day. You go through a security line at the airport, you're reminded of 9-11. You walk on the boardwalk in Ocean City, you're reminded of 9-11. You walk around here and see security, you're reminded of 9-11. And I think that's, in some senses, that's a good thing because we need to remember all those brave men and women who walked up in those stairs of the Trade Center knowing they might not come back down. To me, that's fairly, that's remarkable. Well, you just said words don't do it justice, Thomas. That was quite eloquent and done well by you as well, Michael Lombardi. Thank you for the remembrances. Before we get out of here, UMass, I had my sweatshirt. Steph's got hers on. Quickly, Boston oh, yeah. College. Is Boston, <laughs> where, where are you at? Are you are you at 38 with BC? 38, yes, and big money here. I think it took a $220,000 <laughs> bet on Boston College. Whoa! That number, I, but, love uh, I love uh, it. I love it. They're also, bottom, they're also the betting against Bowling Green, too. Oh, of course with, they with are. South Alabama. South Alabama, the quarterbacks are like a lifelong college player. I, I think know. this is sixth year. At he Bowling, took philosophy Bowling. 101 with Patrick at South Carolina. Bowling Green should have been in my I dismissed. Uh, I, I, I forgot them in my bottom 10, but that's it. I mean, you can make money on this bottom. I mean, I yeah. think it's really there. UNLV 33. Wow. A lot of people fading your basement teams. Yeah. Gable, I heard that. That knuckle sandwich is coming, man. That nut, One day. <laughs> uh, enjoy the day. Emotions will be high at their Borgata. Thank you, TG. We appreciate you. There he goes. He glitched out a little bit. We come back. We're going to get some picks. We're going to run the board. Michael Lombardi, Josh Applebaum next here. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Discover what winning feels like. You bet a dollar, you win a hundred. VSIN 100. It's paid for in free bets. BetMGM is the place to go. Download the BetMGM app or go to betmgm.com. It's pretty simple. Any college football team scores, you're going to win a hundred bucks. King of Sportsbooks. 1 800 Gambler if you have an issue. Welcome you back. Lombardi Line. How's it? It's starting to fill up here, Michael, yeah. uh, at the we got, we, South Point. It's going to be it's going to be jumping here today. You can feel it. It's it's going to it's got a good crowd in here. It's got a good vibe, and 
Uh, you can see this is going to get going here. We've got games already on. we got your soccer's playing. Thank I don't you. know who the hell's playing on the soccer thing, but they're all Southampton and West Ham, no big deal. Thank you very much. I thought that's who it was. I thought it looked like Southampton <laughs> yeah, to me. I knew you thought that. That's why I told yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Right, I, I, you know, I could tell by the uniforms. You know, I could tell <laughs> well, by the you're, uniforms. You're a big Southampton fan. You always have been a get, supporter. Yeah. Yeah, big one, big one there. So, yeah, I think it's going to be awesome. I mean, what, you know, it's, it's fall. The food, you can smell that there's a lot of things going on. The smells are great. And uh, Thomas is going to have a good day today. Thomas, is a, there's a lot of stuff being played out there. The South Alabama game, I'm, I'm disappointed. You know, we got we missed the Bowling we Green, did. South Alabama. A ton of people. It doesn't kick off till 4 o'clock. It's in, it's in Bowling Green. Bowling Green is one of the worst teams in the MAC, right? And, and South Alabama is getting bet heavy, heavy, heavy. 14 points on on that game because South Alabama's got a, a quarterback who's been there a long time, and I'll be anxious to hear what Josh. Now, Josh is going to love Bowling Green because oh. the, the line's moving in Bowling Green's favor because he only looks at the line. Coke machines, you know, but South Alabama's good. Josh Applebaum joins us, Market Insights Podcast. Do you concur with what Michael Lombardi just said? I would concur with Michael. I got a lot of updates for you, Michael. It's not just that the lines moving to Bowling Green, which you're, you're mentioning again, 15 down to 14. But, but Michael, what's your take on that total there? This one jumped out to me as a weather-related underplay. Looking at the weather here for Bowling Green, this total opened 51. It's down to 48. You're around 20 to 25 mile an hour winds there at Bowling Green. So that definitely uh, portends for a little bit of value there on the under. If it's harder to run the ball uh, or harder to throw the ball, you kick it, miss some miss some field goals. Maybe you're running a little bit more. But guys, I got a tough, uh, ton of updates for you. Number one, uh, Oregon and Ohio State. We were talking about why that thing just moved up to minus 15 with Ohio State. Guys, it's not just Thibodeau, possibly the number one pick out. Justin Flo, a linebacker, their second best defensive player is also out. He had 14 tackles against Fresno in that in that week one game. So that 14 is now up to 14, half 15. You've seen some money on the over as well. Uh, Patrick now up to around 65, open around 64. So again, two top players for Oregon out for this game, moving the line to OSU in the over. And then guys, a bunch more. Patrick, you're going to love this one. Uh, your South Carolina Gamecocks match a really sharp dog to fave line move system for you here. This actually opened East Carolina minus two at home. It's now flipped to South Carolina minus two and a half, even minus three. Big move there. Uh, Minnesota is missing Ibrahim. They're running back out for the year. But seeing some money on Miami, Ohio. They went from plus 20 and a half down to plus 18 and a half. Uh, another one, Nebraska, Michael. Uh, I don't know if you saw oh. this one. Buffalo, step up in weight class. Nebraska's moving. Uh, people are grabbing the points with the buffs, yet Nebraska's minus 12 up to minus 13 and a half. You mentioned uh, Rutgers for, for uh, you know, the, the crew there, the Sopranos, minus one and a half up to minus two and a half. Colorado could be in an interesting contrarian spot, guys. Everybody betting Texas A&M as a ranked favorite on the road. Yet Colorado, 17 and a half, 17. They haven't moved too much. That could be a buy opportunity. Another one that jumped out to me, Mississippi State at home against NC State. Everybody's betting the Wolfpack here. Feels like this line's way too low, but the line's actually dropping to Mississippi State, plus two down to plus one. Uh, and then just a couple more guys. Um, the other one, Rice. Everyone's betting Houston on the road. Houston really struggled that week one game against Texas Tech. Houston's fallen minus nine and a half down to minus seven and a half. I like Houston here at seven and a half, and I love NC State. I think NC State's a really good team. I think Dave Doran does a really good job, and I think that he's, he has his teams, you know, they always have that certain year where he has a spike. I think this is his spike year. I like NC State today. And, you know, Mississippi State, they struggled a little bit early in the game, 
you know, I, I kind of feel like, you know, I know it's a step up for NC State to go play a Southeast Conference school, but I'm not sure Mississippi State's back to where they need to be. I, I like NC State today. I would be on that side, Josh. Hey, can we, guys, I want to focus on a game here. Let's talk about, let's go to the Mac, Michael. The Red Hawks, Miami of Ohio, got pummeled yeah. at Cincinnati, but they're getting bet. And Josh, you see it as well. Two teams that are winless, obviously, 0-1 Minnesota, 0-1 Miami of Ohio. Uh, Minnesota off the loss uh, to Ohio State. But this one, Josh, looks like Miami of Ohio is getting bet out of the MAC. Yeah, it really does, guys. And I'll defer to Michael for the breakdown on this one. But just from a market standpoint, this is kind of a you know a, a big brother versus a little brother. And really no respect for Miami, Ohio as kind of a smaller, uh, considered a smaller school, where Minnesota is kind of a bigger a bigger school. Neither of them are ranked here. But guys, I think the injury to Ibrahim, uh, their running back there, could really be a factor here. You look at Minnesota, they opened minus 20 and a half. They're down to 18 and a half. Everyone's still laying the points of Minnesota, saying they'll wipe the floor with uh, the Red Hawks here, yet the line is falling. If you like them, you may want to get them now. I see it going down to 18. And, Michael, correlative betting, which Patrick does a great job of explaining all the time, a big dog with a low total. This total's around 50. It's We're showing 55. Guys, I'm seeing it fall down to some books, like closer to 54. So, Michael, what do you think? Can the Red Hawks keep this thing within a few touchdowns? I would be really nervous about the Red Hawks in this game because, you know, Brett Gabbert, their quarterbacks, is true freshman playing in the game, you know, and I think you go on the road. I mean, obviously, they didn't play well last week. You know, you're counting on this is a really young team, the Miami Red Hawks. They're a really young team all over. They're, a, I say they're a middle-of-the-pack middle of the pack uh, Mac team and they're not you know they're not an elite team Chuck Martin's kind of rebuilding this program a little bit but I think to me Abraham's loss is really is why this number hasn't really ticked up and why people are going the other direction and I think PJ Flex got to get his team turned around I, I'd lean Minnesota here I'm not buying this one because I'm not going to go with a freshman quarterback in a, in a, in a really tough place to play and when you hear Josh and I reference correlation or correlative betting it's pretty simple for parlay players you know, if you're taking the dog, you're looking under. If you're betting the favorite points, you're looking over uh, as a general rule. Now, the I want to get I want to get plays. I want to start with the big dogs, fellas. So, Michael, I know where you're going. Why don't we start there at Ohio State, Oregon in town? I'm going to give you 15. I'll take the 15. I, you know, look, I know they lose two defensive players. I just didn't think Ohio State's defense was that great. I think there's a chance for a backdoor cover here. I'll take, I'll take Oregon. And because this program, I think they've got to, a crystal ball doesn't come in here. If he walks out of here in a 21 point loss, I mean, that's not going to be really good for his recruiting. I like when you two are together. My man, J.A., Jay Applebaum, is going to be with you because this number went from 14 and a half to 15. That means he's betting Oregon, Josh Applebaum. I am going to lean Oregon. I don't love it too much, guys. You know, I would love it if everyone was on Ohio State. They're kind of in a, you know, slight public play here. I think there's a little bit of respect maybe for Oregon in this spot. But I'm kind of with Michael. You know, some books were 15 down to 14 half. It definitely concerns me with these two key players defensively out for Oregon. I'll lean Oregon. But, guys, I really like the over. I think with these defensive guys out, you could see a lot of points scored here. I'm going to go over uh, 64 and a half if you can find it. Josh, I'll stick with you. We'll go to the big house. Michigan hosting Washington. Washington, Washington coming off an embarrassing loss. The number last I checked was six and a half with Michigan laying it. We'll see if there's an update here. Uh, where are you at on this one? I'm going to lean Michigan in this one, guys. Again, you're kind of that upset spot, you know, maybe not, not playing well, seeing if you can bounce back. Washington, to me, I like them when they're at home. It feels like they have a good home field advantage on the road. I think I feel like they're kind of a different team. So Michigan going from minus five and a half up to minus six and a half. I think wise guys really targeted this five and a half, six early. If it gets to seven, we'll see this an eight o'clock game. But I'll lean Michigan here with kind of a move in their favor. 
You know, I'm going to take the six and a half. I think Washington's got to prove something in this game. I think they're, they're, they've got a really good team, and they can bounce it back. They're going to have to obviously move the football. I think losing Bell really hurts Michigan's offense. I, I'm going to take Michigan and I'll take Washington in the points here. Maybe a buy low spot for the Tulsa program. Remember, Michael, yeah. UC Davis mm-hmm. and Dan Hawkins beat them. And here we go. They turn around and they're taking out Oklahoma State. Tulsa's a good program. They were very good last year. This is a number that opened 12 and a half, but it does appear that Tulsa's getting bet in Stillwater down to 11, 11 and a half at a couple of books. The number's all over the place, Michael. Let's start with you here. You know, I think what, what we didn't see out of Tulsa last week was their explosive offense. I mean, that's what we're used to. They lost a lot of guys on offense, and I think that's the biggest problem here. And Oklahoma State is in a little bit of a transitional period. So I'll, I'll lean Tulsa here just to take the points. I think it's a good value, but I think both offenses going to think this is going to play over. I'm not sure this is an over game because I think both offenses have struggled early. Michael, I'm right there with you. Patrick, I'm glad you identified this game. This is a really sharp move to Tulsa. Everybody's laying it with Oklahoma State here. But as you mentioned, open 12 and a half, down to 11 and a half. You know, uh, Tulsa's 0-1, Oklahoma State's 1-0. Really great buy-low spot. And Michael, I think you hit the nail on the head with the under. Look at the wind in this game. It's about 20 miles an hour. Sets uh, portends very well to the under. Open 51, down to 50 and a half now. And it's a great point by Michael with Tulsa losing those pieces on offense. Remember, they went undefeated in conference last year. That's a good, good, that's a good conference. It, 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 it really is, is. It is. And we're used to seeing them being explosive, and it's going to take some time. Fellas. Enjoy your Saturday. Michael, have a great day. Josh Applebaum, have a great day. Both of you, okay? I'll see you tomorrow morning. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, Josh. Okay. Uh, Again, and while we have fun with the betting, America remembers today, 20th anniversary of 9-11. Coming up next, Dave Ross is up here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free at 